Hi, I'm Simon Hartley. And I'm Helen Gilmartin. Welcome back to Pep Talks. This morning we're joined by a very, very good friend of mine, Andy McMenemy. Helen, I met Andy um, several years ago now, we probably won't put a number on it, and uh, I was writing a book, How to Shine, about world-class performers. And a friend of mine said to me, have you heard about this bloke? He's just broken a world record by running 66 ultra marathons in 66 days. And I thought, that's the kind of nutter I need to talk to. Um, Andy, it, it is an incredible challenge. It's one that most people would think of as daunting at the very least and impossible, probably. How do you even take on a challenge like that? Well, good morning, everybody. Simon, you're absolutely right. It, it was a significant challenge when I, when I first conceived it. I was inspired by an American runner who'd run 50 marathons in 50 days in 50 states. And I wondered, I wonder what the world record is then, because that seemed like a significant um, achievement. And, you know, I'd run across the Sahara, five and a half marathons in six days in the Marathon de Sable, And I'd completed a 78-mile run in 21 hours across Namibia. So I had a kind of um, a baseline of acceptance of what it might be like. But I was just amazed that somebody could conceive 50 marathons in 50 days. And when I Googled it, the world record was 52 marathons in 52 days with no day's rest. And I thought, I wonder why Mr. Ultramarathon Man stopped at 50 when the same process applied for another three days would have given him a world record. And then my little boy said, go on then, Gobby, if you think it's that easy. Um, and, and that's where the concept came from. I thought, well, what could I do in the UK? Um, and I did a little bit of research and there were in 2010, there were 66 official cities in the UK. And I know from geography that some of them were 100 miles apart, so I couldn't really link them. So I just decided to run... Um, an ultramarathon in each of those cities on consecutive days. That's fantastic. So, so how do you take on that kind of a challenge then? Because most people would, would look at it and go, that, that's just impossible, I can't do that. Well, it's kind of like our current reality, isn't it? We're, we're in unprecedented times and we're being asked to consider something which we conceive probably as uncomfortable or impossible. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Well, for me, it was quite simple. I broke the complete task down. Much like we do in business, we have an annual objective to achieve. We break it down into quarters and then into months and then into weekly action plans and then into daily strategies. So for me, it was just one day at a time. I broke it down into, I, get, I need to run 50 kilometers a day or 31.07 miles. Um, and that's gonna take me a certain time depending on the terrain, but it's one day at a time. I, Andy, just when you were talking about that before, it's around, you know, the purpose, the passion and the persistence. And I think in this challenge that we all find ourselves in, which is, has been kind of, a lot of people are talking about it like a marathon, but, but a marathon has a finish line. So how do we continue to use our passion? How do we find our passion in business again and say, this was our passion, it still is, we need to make it stronger. And our purpose, you know, the why, why do we do what we do? Why are we in business? And then persistence, you know, normally you can measure persistence. But in this situation, we may not see the, the, the benefit of our persistence until we're back in full throttle working again. So how would you say we should build up the psychological aspect of this so we, we can continue running our businesses like in this challenging time? One of the um, concepts I, I came up with, which was a self-affirmation, if you like, Helen, was um, every morning I had to understand that I was going to go out there to perform for a certain length of time uh, and my job was to complete each marathon within each day now depending on the terrain that could be seven hours or six and a half hours the average was about six and a half hours to run 31 miles 
But every morning when I woke up, um, I, I, I reflected on this phrase, every morning in the instant you open your eyes, another day of opportunity is declared well and truly open for you to be the best version of you that you can be. And that applies no more so than today. You know, we still have a, a, a purpose um, and it's to get through each day um, with our finish line, our vision of what we're trying to achieve intact. So whether that's just, you know, going about our daily activity in our business, working from home, or whether it's a visit to the shops and maintaining that two meter safe environment around us, and then coming home and making sure we don't bring anything into our safe environment at home. We still have a purpose, yeah? Um, our business purpose, but also our personal purpose. Um, and therefore we can still think about the finishing line, the metaphorical finishing line, whether it is each day or when we get past COVID-19 and business goes back to normal, whatever that new normal looks like, we need to be in the best position possible to rebound. So our purpose is to be the best version of ourselves that we can be each day in our business, as much as we can do business remotely, but also in, you know, in our own security and safety so that we find ourselves in an excellent position to take advantage of all the exciting opportunities that will come our way. One of the things that I, I really like about your story, and I think really works for everybody. You, you talked about having that vision at the end, the, the vision of crossing the finish line um, at the end of those 66 ultra marathons and, and really looking forward to the challenge. I, I remember you terming it that tickle of adrenaline you get when you conceive of the challenge. Not, not thinking, oh God, no, please take it away, but, but actually being excited by it. Yeah. And, and marrying all of that with taking it one step at a time. Uh, and the other thing I really remember is you describing 66 ultra marathons as 3.3 million, 3 .3 million strides, which you take one at a time. And actually putting those two together is really powerful, isn't it? Well, if you think about it, really, I had 66 finishing lines, didn't I, each day? Yeah. It was a finishing line. And whatever that day held for me, I didn't know. And, and as you know, on day two in Bradford, I tore my Achilles tendon. And, you know, if you go to the doctors, what they'd say, rest it, ice it, compress it and elevate it. You know, you don't run on it. But Guinness said, you know, 66 consecutive days and no days rest. And so I saw the team's head go down when Sophie analysed the injury and said, you've torn your Achilles. Um, I said, well, what does that mean? She goes, well, it could be game over. But I wasn't feeling like that at the time. So I said, look, OK, well, it's not too bad at the moment. I can continue to run on it. Let's get to the end of today. Let's cross today's finishing line and see what we need to deal with before tomorrow. And so we just took it one day at a time. And that's really all we can do in our current reality, isn't it? I think the interesting thing when I, I, I watch you say some videos around that time, that every, like when you were finished every day, there was this photo op and you stood and you smiled and, and then we could see the tremendous pain that you were in showed on your face after that so and I think maybe that's when I was watching that too I was thinking this is how we need to be for our people whether it's you as the owner of the company or a leader in whatever you're doing that you really have to shine in those moments and then keep the worry aspect of it intact you know it is you know as we've seen with you you still got up the next day and went and did the same thing and your team stood beside you knowing the pain you were in and but they felt that sense of achievement and that really is so true for what we're doing today i think and how we we perceive it and how we project it you're absolutely right helen and you know i couldn't have done it without the team i was the front person of the team but the team were the powerhouse behind 
that achievement. You know, I, every single one of them gave a hundred percent every single day. And that's really difficult. We were spending on average 16 to 17 hours in each other's company each day from the moment we got out of bed to the moment we got back in. And that's quite stressful, you know, all sorts of things come into play. But we celebrated the successes every single day. What do we do well today that got us across the finishing line? Based on what we've learned today, what can we do tomorrow to increase our chances of success? And then the third thing was how can we have fun? Because it wasn't fun. You know, the, the, the injury was severe. It was very challenging and, and um, testing uh, for all of us, really, because there was 10, 10 months of planning and preparation went into the event. Mm. And, you know, to be faced with failure on day two was extremely stressful. Mm. Yeah, there, there was a, a really interesting moment um, in, uh, in one of our conversations in a conference we did in 2012. And I remember the way that you phrased your attitude towards it. Um, so nobody'd ever run an Achilles tendon back to health. And you said to Sophie, look, phone the Sports Medicine Society, um, see whether anyone else has ever helped an athlete run an Achilles tendon tear back to health. Because you're right, the, the perceived wisdom is rest, ice, compress and elevate it and that's it. And, and, and there was no answer. So you said, well, we get to be the first then. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people at the moment going into this unknown who are going to have to be the first to figure this out because nobody else has figured this out before have they? absolutely and a lot of people would see it as a problem and, mm. and if you think about a problem all you do is you go into your mind and you reflect on all the other problems you've had in your life which were uncomfortable um and that doesn't really help you so um i thought about on on the day of the injury i thought about how do i conceptualize this how do i put this into a a piece of um mindset really that will help us get through it and i thought well it's just a challenge and if you look at the definition of a challenge, it's just a test of your abilities and your resources in a demanding but stimulating undertaking. And, and, and I had some great resources. I mean, Sophie was only five months out of university into her own business as a sports injury therapist. But I saw a girl turn frustration into fascination instantly. Mm. She became, you know, rabid about finding a solution to prove everyone wrong. And I kind of I did definitely inspire her. I said, Sophie, you've got a wonderful opportunity here to absolutely shine when your profession is telling you this is impossible and it can't be done because it's never been done. And we don't know what advice to share with you. Um, but you and I are just going to figure this out one day at a time. We're going to create a management plan for whatever we find in that compartment of that single day and deal with it. Because mm -hmm. tomorrow morning at nine o'clock, I'll be standing on the start line. Our job as a team is to figure out how do we get me to the finishing line. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. The, the other thing I remember about your challenge. So uh, on day 27, you thought you'd fractured your uh, tibia, your shin bone. And, uh, and I remember you saying, I thought that the Achilles tendon tear was the greatest pain I could feel until I got to day 27. Oh, absolutely. And, um, and you were talking to me about, you know, you, at that moment, you are kind of, you, you have those thoughts about, should I quit? This is really painful. And there was one overwhelming experience that drove you through it. And, and a conversation with Nathan, who's one of the guys you were raising money for. Can you, because this really comes back to purpose. Why is this important? Why is it more important to keep going than quit? Can you share a little bit of that with us? Because I think that was incredible. Absolutely. The, the, the whole event was a joint profile raising exercise between myself and ABF, the Soldiers Charity. And the charity supports soldiers and their families for life. And in 2010, they were seeing a 33% uplift in demand for support for veterans that were coming back from Afghanistan injured. 
Um, and on day uh, seven at Nottingham, I met a double amputee. So the injury happened for me on day two, uh, six days or five days in, um, I meet Nathan on day seven and I'm standing next to a double amputee and I gave up the right to complain about a sore ankle there and then. And I asked him to share his story and give me some inspiration, which he did. And he said, you know, Andy, I've had to have 17 operations to uh, enable me to be here today. And, and I've contracted MRSA five times. Another, another time it may be fatal, but I need another five operations before I'm where I want to be. And he said, all you can do is, you know, focus on the fact that life is about what you can do and not about what you can't do. And you, my friend, can go out there and you can run today. You can put one foot in front of the other for as long as it takes you to get to your finishing line today. And, and that's all you can do. But make sure you do all you can do. And it yeah. just resonated with me and it stuck with me. Yeah. Um, you know, the next day I met my running mentor, Rory, and Rory's got nine Guinness World Records for endurance. And he changed my running gait and asked me to open my stance slightly further, which took some of the pressure off the Achilles. And, and that, along with Sophie's medical plan, was the, the, the key to success, if you like, because I protected the Achilles. And um, when, when the tibialis anterior strain came in on day 27 in the city of Wells, um, three days before that in Exeter, I'd run 31 miles in five hours, 28. And that day in Wells took 11 hours, 20 to get to the end um, because the pain was so severe. But again, it was just, I just knew if I kept putting one foot in front of the other, and absolutely focused on getting to that finishing line, not being distracted by what was going on to the left or the right of me, um, and, and the negative chatter in my head saying, you're not gonna succeed today. As long as I didn't allow that to, to prevail, I knew we would succeed. Yeah, and, and that, that sort of powerful purpose, the thing that got you off that bed was thinking, I'm doing this for a reason. Absolutely. It's an important reason. Um, and so, you know, it might take me five more hours today and it might be incredibly painful, but there's a, there's a really compelling reason to do this. They say that the mind quits before the body, isn't it? <laughs> because yeah. that's exactly, your body was quitting, but your mind was saying, I'm going to do this and this is why I'm going to do it and that's my purpose and I am not giving into this. Uh, and that, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Your mind is so powerful. It, it, it is, Helen. And fatigue really is just the brain saying, I'm bored with this because the body is actually, a, you know, it's an engine. As long as you fuel it and, and look after it, it will continue to perform as long as you can keep this bit engaged. And, and once the mind is engaged, anything becomes possible. The, the other thing that I think would be really helpful uh, through this period for people, knowing that this is kind of an endurance event, is understanding what you did to regenerate every single day. Because you, if, if you didn't get that bit right, there was no way you were going to be able to get up and run day after day after day after day for 66 days. Um, so can you talk about that little process? Because it was really simple, but really powerful. We debriefed every day with three questions that I shared. You know, what do we do well today that got us our success and got us to the end of the day? Um, based on what we've learned today, what can we do differently tomorrow to improve our chance of success? How can we have more fun? Those are the three questions. And so for me, the, the process was at the end of each day, there would be the interviews, as, he, as you said, Helen, with the, the, the media. Um, and then Sophie and I would get into a vehicle and go to the nearest hotel, or sorry, the next hotel in the next city. And then the process was um, straight into an ice bath. And that's an interesting experience. If anybody wants to wake themselves up, just immerse yourself in waist deep freezing cold water. Yeah. Even just the cold tap on full will do that job for you. And, and at that time, I put the day to rest. So the ice bath closed off today's activity. 
and then I'd have a warm shower prior to getting on the physio table for some therapy. And the warm shower then started me to think about tomorrow. Everything I do from now on is preparing me for tomorrow. And I need to go in tomorrow with a, a fully clear objective of how I'm going to get through that day. You know, and what I'm going, my purpose for the day is to get across the finishing line one step at a time. So it was a nice process of closing down the day's activity, celebrating the success, high-fiving each other, whatever it was, and then starting the process of recuperation. Yeah. So there were five things that I could not abdicate to anybody else. The pace that I ran at, the amount of hydration I took on to, to make sure the body was looked after, the food that I ate, the good, high, good quality um, calories I took on board, the way I recuperated and the amount of sleep that I got. That was my responsibility every single day. And, you know, in our current reality, we, we have personal responsibilities we can absolutely nail every single day mm. and then celebrate that success. What, sorry, whether it's sending out emails, whether it's making those phone calls, whether it's spending some quality time with the family, whether it's having a bit of fun at the end of the day. In our current reality, let's just celebrate those successes. And that yeah. sets us up for tomorrow. Yeah. This, this is one of those things about taking on the endurance event that we're in at the moment. Um, and, and I find myself, you know, if, if I don't truly cap things off, if I don't get the sleep, if I don't have my downtime, actually the sort of mental and emotional energy that it saps out of you um, ends up building and compounding over time. And I, I could imagine myself, actually, if, if I didn't get that bit right, becoming mentally exhausted after a few weeks. Yeah. And I can already see some business leaders who, you know, they're, they're, so, they're so tuned into it all of the time. They're not getting any downtime. They're not recuperating. Actually, they come back in at a lower point the following day and a lower point the day after and a lower point the day after. And actually, you can see that energy, mood, positivity, etc., are going to end up spiralling downwards if we're not careful. It's a great point, Simon, because, you know, when things are going well, we don't need resilience, do we? Mm. We, need, we, need the, we need the stamina for the endurance to keep things going well. When things are not going well or when we're in testing times or unfamiliar ground, that's when we need resilience. And I've got five R's for resilience. The first thing is to rest. So at the end of each day, my priority was get off my feet, uh, get my legs up and rest. Um, then it was to reflect on the day and the success of the day and celebrate the successes and then focus on the recuperation. How do I recuperate? So, you know, rest, reflect, recuperate. And then it was the reset process. How do I reset now for tomorrow? And then that ability to rebound, you know, to come back again stronger than, than, than the previous day. Because I used the mantra that Emil Koo used way back in the sort of uh, 1800s. Day by day, in every way, I'm getting stronger and stronger. Mentally, physically, you know, the injury is recovering. And I mentally compartmentalized the injury to no higher than my calf muscle. I would allow the pain to register and I would allow the Achilles to make itself known, but I wouldn't allow it to go any further than the calf muscle. I just compartmentalized it in my mind. It doesn't get any higher than that. Mm. We spoke about this on Friday, uh, Simon and I, just at the moment, I think exactly to your point there, that we're taking so much information in a, from all the different media uh, platforms and it's all quite negative. And nobody knows. I mean, really, we're taking all this information in, but it's, it's, it's speculation, some of it. We don't know. We just know what we need to do for this next, you know, two weeks, actually, or a month. And I think it's how we process it. And I think you're absolutely correct that we need to step back from that sometimes and rest our brains and, and you know, put something else in, read something else, come, you know, and this is where we're kind of 
talking about Simon and I around, you know, this is the opportunity now to use your lockdown for quality time, to look at your business and maybe share some, you know, different mindsets around the growth and what it looks like and how you can get there. And I think that's important. That's exactly what you say, that every so often you have to stop and say, that's out of my control, but this is what I do next and how I prepare. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. So I think that's, it's very relevant. And we know, Helen, in business, there's always negativity around. There's always rumours going around about oh, another recession coming or this piece of legislation affecting us. Um, and when we think about it, you know, look, looking at the news, yes, there is a lot of reporting of deaths, but the purpose of good medicine is to support the, the patient um, through what they're experiencing into a, a, a symptom-free recovery. And I'm sure the NHS are doing an excellent job of getting people through COVID and releasing them back to their families but those statistics are not being reported. All we're, all we're hearing is the negative, the deaths, the amount of infections that have been recorded. What about the recoveries? What about those people that have got across that finishing line yeah. you know, and gone back into their families uh, symptom-free? There was a video last night, and I, I am trying to limit the amount of time I, I look at this, but there was a video from Italy of this lady leaving the hospital, and they were all clapping. And I thought, that is exactly what we need to see, because, Absolutely. you know just the success is really important success is what drives us all we don't you know and that is success for, for the team that nursed them and and just for us to see um that, that in all that there there are successful outcomes and i think at the end of each day you know we can give each other a cuddle in our homes and we can just say well done we got through another day let's have a high five let's celebrate it bring a bit of fun into it wherever possible bring some fun into it you know mm. Te team whatever it is you want to call your team you know we got through it so let's celebrate our success Let's have some high fives. Fantastic. Andy, thank you very much. The last thing that I, I want to share is, um, uh, it's a phrase that you shared with me a while ago, which has stuck with me for years and years and years. Uh, you talked to me about the law of persistence, that if you put one foot in front of the other and you, you're traveling in the direction that you want to travel, there is only one inevitable consequence. You will Absolutely. get there. It doesn't say when, but you will get there. So. Thank you very much for sharing that with me. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much, Helen. Thank you very much, everybody. And join us again for the next episode of Pep Talks. Thank you. Stay safe, everyone.